started last week by looking at the bedrocks of, of, of character. We looked at the first bedrock of character um, last week, and that was what? What was the best first bedrock of character? Pardon? Courage. We looked at courage. Um, that was the first bedrock of character. And... Um, if you are new to Thrive, the outline you have has a lot of filling the blanks, blank spaces. So the idea is as we go along, you, you fill in the blanks. And I mean, we're on the same page and everybody is connected and, and following. And today, we are looking at part two. And we are looking at the second bedrock of character. And that is discipline. As the second bedrock of character. We, we did say last week, and we're going to start off from there, that character is who you are when no one is watching. So you write no one in the, in the, in the um, space provided. Character is who you are when no one is watching. Let's pause for a moment. When you are alone in your room, in your house, in your office, in your car, in your solitude moment, who are you really? That is the weight of your character. If we are to project your life when no one is watching on these screens, Someone says, hmm, what would we see? And that's how serious the issue of character is. And we said that character, your character is not your achievement. And the difference between character and achievement is that character is not what we have done. Your achievement is what you have done. Your character is who you are. Sometimes you've done some great things, but that's not your character. We have people that have done great things, but that's not who they are. Interestingly, sometimes we've done bad things, but that's still not who we are. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. And, and we, we explained that our reputation is not our character. Our reputation is not our character. Why? Because your reputation is what other people think about you. Our reputation is what other people think about us. Our packaging, if you will. There's been a lot of packaging going on. I've been hearing all sorts of Things businessmen are talking about packaging. Even single ladies are telling me it's all about packaging, Pastor. 
I don't know what we are packaging. <laughs> Reputation is what others think about us. You could call it the packaging. Your packaging will influence your reputation. But your character is who you are. Is who you are. You see, as, as, as people of God, we have to get it. You see, where the world is missing it, we will not miss it in Jesus' name. Say amen. Come on. We have to get it. And this is where the world misses it. Because the world misses the fact that your character will eventually become your reputation. Your character eventually becomes your what? Reputation. So you could write character and reputation in, in that space. Now, many times we focus on the reputation, on the packaging, on how we look, how, how everything is presented. But you see, if you don't pay attention to your character, eventually the character becomes the reputation because character is like smoke. He has a way of, of coming out. And that's reputation you've been trying to pitch for so long, you think, oh, it has been spoiled. No, it hasn't been spoiled. That's really how it was. Jesus promises us in Luke chapter 12 from verse 2, and it's a very sobering promise. It says, the time is coming when everything, everybody say everything, where everything that is covered up will be revealed. All the packaging will be unpacked. They will see what is really inside. That's what he's saying. And all that is secret will be made known to all. Whatever you have said in the dark will be what? Will be... Whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you have whispered behind closed doors will be shouted. From where? House of, for a few to hear, for all to hear. Listen, anything you are doing now that if it were to be made public would be a shame unto you, stop it. Stop it. Anything you are doing right now that Jesus has promised that it's going to be public. Don't you think Jesus' word will come to pass. It will be public just a function of time. So this is the time to stop it. If we stop it now, it will be public. <laughs> Praise the name of God. If you stop it now, the blood of Jesus cleanses you from all sins. It will not be public. But if you don't stop it, you can take it to the bank. It is going to hit the fan. And when it hits the fan, what happens? So let me look at your neighbor. I say, my sister, my brother, 
anything you are doing now that will hit the fan and can embarrass you. Stop it now. If that's all you've heard today and you, and you act on it, your life will be miles better, kilometers than it is right now. Because it's going to hit the fan. It's a function of time. Jesus promises that it's going to happen. And it's heaven and earth will pass away and his word will, will never fail. So people can be attracted to the packaging. But you see, it is the content that will determine if it's money well spent. People can be attracted to the packaging. Imagine, let's say you, you, um, you, you go to a supermarket and you see the packaging of um, a, a cereal. And they say, this cereal, and they call it a name, let's say, um, let's say my favorite cereal. Do you know my favorite cereal? <laughs> my wife has tried to talk me out of it, but I've refused. 13 years running. <laughs> she has begged, she has cajoled, she's removed from the shopping list. I will go and buy it myself. It's Golden Mon. <laughs> I have made she, she says, oh, it's for children. I say, eh. Imagine you go to the supermarket and you buy Golden Mon, well packaged. Then you open it and it's Garida is inside. Now, what would you do? What will happen? Assuming that is how Golden Mon has been trying to sell their product. They, they work on their packaging, on their branding, on their name, on their reputation. But their content is not what it promises. Eventually, that reputation will be destroyed because of the content. Praise the name of the Lord. So, this issue of Character is so important. Imagine a lady, you went and you bought the perfume. What's, what's, what's a very nice perfume? Female perfume? Bongari. I hope I got that name right. <laughs> Charles is shaking his head. I didn't get it right. Whatever, you know. <laughs> now, and you, you, you pay a lot of money, you buy that perfume. Then you, 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 you want to go out, maybe you come to church, you want to smell good for God, and you, and you spray the perfume, and it's Malam perfume that is inside. <laughs> Aboki, I mean, it's just, no offense to anyone from the north, but you guys, your perfume are serious. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Assuming that was what was inside. I mean, it will mess up the whole brand. It will, it will mess up the whole You represent Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. And like we said last week, while we look at the issue of character, the, the, the character, while we've had a lot of challenges with character issues and scandals, leadership, both in the secular, political, and, and in the church, the truth is that we've also had a lot of examples of very strong character. And we explained that a woman that overcomes her 
fear of standing in front of people and she comes and she testifies of God's goodness in her life. That is courage and that is character. We, we said that when a man wakes up in the morning and says, oh, I'm going to lose this belly fat and I'm going to jog 30 minutes every morning and I'm not going to eat apple after 7 o'clock and he keeps to it, that is discipline, that is character. That is the second bedrock of, of character. Or if a teacher sees a stubborn boy and, 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 and says to, to the boy that he's a genius and actually sees the genius beyond the stubbornness, that is vision. That is the third bedrock of character. We look at vision next week, if God allows us. And if, if, if someone, a, a student, does jam like a couple of times and wants to give up but doesn't, and endures, that is endurance, and that is character. If someone in church notices someone else's countenance, even though you ask the person, how are you doing, and the person says, I'm fine, and you can see that that person is going through a lot, or discerned by the Holy Spirit, and reaches out, stretch forth a hand, and hugs the person, and, you know, comforts the person. That is compassion. That is the fifth bedrock of character. That is character. If a parent does not take an attractive job for the sake of the family, for the sake of the children, that's self-sacrifice. That is the sixth bedrock of character. That's character. And we see this every day in our lives, and we should celebrate it because it's great. Rather than be discouraged by the failure in characters that we see every day in the media. It's awesome. So, courage, discipline, vision, endurance, compassion, self-sacrifice are the bedrocks. So today, we are zooming in on discipline. About the discipline. You know, there's a great confusion of what discipline really is and how to practice discipline. Like we did last week, it's going to be a lot of, you know, back and forth, you know. Um, so, what is discipline? And how do you practice discipline? Who wants to help us? What is discipline? And how do you practice discipline? Ushers, I need like four mics in the Okay, you have them ready. That's vision. That's character. <laughs> right there. What is, what is discipline? Who wants to help us? What's discipline? Yes, sir. You need to raise your hand if you want to. Yes. Discipline starts with a decision, a decision to commit to a line of action and to observe that line of action consistently over a period of time, okay. motivated by a certain objective. Okay, awesome. That, that's so good, it sounds like Google. <laughs> okay, who else wants to help us? What is 
discipline and how do you practice being disciplined? Yes. Just wanted to do one word. Okay. Um, self-control. Self-control. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Self-control. Thank you. Who else? What's discipline? Yes, sir. There's a hand right in front here. And how do you practice discipline? Oh, I keep forgetting. You Where guys. Hallelujah. Discipline, uh, it's uh, to obey code of behavior. To obey a code of behavior. That sounds like Google too. <laughs> <laughs> to obey a code of behavior. Fantastic. Okay, let's take last one from the choir. Doctors, to be a doctor is a, is a discipline. An engineer is a discipline. They observe a code of behavior. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Discipline bridges the gap between goal and achievement. Discipline bridges the gap. That's what it does, right? But what is it? <laughs> that thing that bridges the gap is discipline. Okay, thank you for that attempt. Praise the name of the Lord. <clears throat> there are two words we've used to define discipline. It captures its essence. These two words, it uncovers its core. And the two words is this. Discipline is delayed gratification. In our context, delayed gratification. Delayed gratification. That is discipline. And to achieve discipline, the key to practicing discipline, like, like um, our brother said, the first uh, person that answered, is, is three words. Advanced decision making. Making the decision in advance. To practice discipline, you must have what they call advanced decision making. So when you put that together, what you have is this. Making advanced decision to delay gratification as long as necessary to achieve the result. That's the goal. That's the goal uh, the last speaker was talking about. That's the goal the first speaker was talking about. The goal to achieve the result you must, that you most desire, that's discipline. That's discipline. Making advanced decision to delay gratification as long as necessary to achieve the results, the goal, the objective that you most desire. That's discipline. Remember the story of Daniel that we shared last week? Daniel made an advanced decision. I will not defile myself. With, you see, you can't be disciplined if you don't make advanced decisions. If life just happens to you, you're just stumbling upon life. I just, you know, no, 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 no. You will struggle. To be disciplined, you need to make advanced decisions. Job made an advanced decision. I will not lost with my eyes. It's an advanced decision. And everybody that is to be successful in discipline must, you must identify some key areas, and we're going to look at some key areas, and you, you must make advanced decisions to delay gratification.
Praise the name of the Lord. And you see, and you know, the challenge we have is, is this. It's because the world clamors for instant gratification. An easy solution. Oh, it's within your reach. You can do it. Just take it and do it. Just do it. Nobody will know. Oh, after all, everybody's doing it. You will discover you are the only one. The same devil that is telling everybody's doing it, after you've done it, you say, you are the only one that is doing this. You know, it just messes you up. So, because it clamors for instant gratification and easy solution, the world struggles with the life of discipline. The world really struggles with the life of discipline. Why? Because of instant gratification. Instant gratification. Easy solution. It's your life. Just do it. Just do it. Just spend the money. Just buy it. Just do that. Just do this. Just do that. Instant gratification. Whereas a life of character, a life of discipline has learned to delay gratification. And the truth is that you will never build a walk with God. You can't build a strong marriage. You can't build a fit body. You can't build a robust bank account by obeying the world's law of instant gratification. You can't. You can fill in that blank there. You will never build a work with God if you don't know how to delay. We are fasting as a church so people cannot delay their food till 6 p.m. Never. Lie, lie. They say, Pastor, I'm dying. I'm dying. And it's 9 a.m. in the morning. I'm dying. You are not dying. You are hungry. There's a difference between hunger and death. <laughs> You are hungry, and that's just what it is. Some people, their stomach is their God. They can't delay gratification. Just 21 days without food, just coast, is a problem. You can't do it. Why? Oh, Pastor. Like, you know, Reverend Colleen was saying to me when he first joined us back in the day, and we talk, and we say, okay, um, we are fasting. And I'll tell him, okay, let's do this fast. It's just 40 days without food. And he will say, without food? I say, without food. He will say, okay, you have the gift of fasting. <laughs> and I assured him that there's no gift of fasting. There's nothing like Check the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. There's no gift of fasting. Everybody must deny himself. And delay gratification. You have to. If you want to build a solid work with God, you must know how to delay gratification. If you want to build a strong marriage, you have to learn to delay gratification. If you want to build a fit body, you have to hit the gym. You have to go on that diet. You have to Delay gratification. If you just want instant noodles, <laughs> grubbing. You see, many times, I see a lot of, a lot of products. 
and they're making a lot of money because they know how human beings are. They say there's this mix. Once you just drink it, you don't need to exercise. Just eat as you want to eat. You will lose weight. You become figure zero. Size zero, sorry. Look, there's nothing like that. If there were, the side effects would be horrible. You can clap alone. It's okay. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. In fact, ah, why does time run so fast? In fact, they said to us that the mountain climbers, that if they take you from ground zero to the top of Kilimanjaro, you die. If they take a human being from ground zero by helicopter and they just drop you on the on, on, on Everest, you're going to die. Because your lungs are not exercised. So as you are climbing, your lungs are what? Exercising. is adjusting to the altitude. Exercising, stretching, stretching. By the time you get to the peak, you are ready. It's the same thing spiritually. Many of us, we just want God to take us from where we are. Take us to that place of Power of anointing. Yes, God says you will get there, but you will climb. You say, God, use your chopper and just pick me from ground zero and take me to there. Let anointing be flowing. God says, if you do that, you will die. Because the power will be too much for your body. So your body needs to climb. Praise the name of the Lord. So if you, if you endure the pain... And put your nose to the grind today. The truth is that payday will surely come tomorrow. Surely come tomorrow. Surely. If you will, whatever you want to build, whatever it is you want to build, is it a work, solid work with God? Is it a, a strong marriage? Is it a fit body? Is it a robust bank account? I like that word, robust bank account. Whatever it is, if you are able to delay gratification, everybody is buying a new shirt, you are able to say, no, I will save this money. Everybody is buying a new bag, you are able to say, no, I will keep this money. Everybody is buying a new car, you are able to say to your husband, no, Let's keep this money. You are going to go very far. But if you are just going to say, oh, they are buying this. This is in trend. I don't need to buy it. This air is in vogue. I need to. That is the pathway to poverty. In fact, the Bible says that he that loves pleasure will soon be poor very quickly. I will say delayed gratification. I will say, okay, pastor, that's why you're always wearing T-shirts. T-shirts are not expensive. <laughs> and they are really nice T-shirts. So you can as well wear your T-shirt. I save $3,000 on the shirts and suit. Okay. Back on course. Now, so, the question now is this, and we are opening up the discussion. When has advanced 
decision-making paid off for you as a person. Anybody want to take two people? You want to share with us? When as advanced decision-making, like Daniel saying, I will not defile myself with the king's meat. And like we learned last week, that he made up his mind. Even if they were not going to give him permission, he was going to do it anyway. So he was just asking them out of honor and courtesy. So the question, and we saw how God honored him. So the question to, 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 to us today, when has advanced decision-making paid off for you? I want you to answer that yourself. Everybody answer that yourself. But I want, I want to people that you think yours is very impactful that want to share with us. How has advanced decision-making paid off for you? Yes, there's a hand there and there's a hand at the back. Okay, there's no hand in the choir. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, the first time I uh, coasted, I had to plan ahead because I've heard most of the choir members said they've coasted before and I've never had that experience. So I prepared my mind uh-huh. that, okay, I'll take this step because I've never done it and I can do it and I'm doing it right now. Praise God. You know, it's costing, fasting. You have to prepare your, your mind. If you don't, you, it will come. You say tomorrow, okay, Pastor, let me break today. I'll, I'll start costing tomorrow. Thank you for that. Yes. I won't, I won't say costing again because it was going to be. I'm going to talk about my weight loss journey. Okay. Um, something triggered it. And I, then okay. I just said, okay, I'm going to be this. And in advance... A few things I planned. Mm. This was like September last year. By December, um, I had lost like um, about um, about 15. Yeah, this was, you know, so. Pounds or kilograms? Yeah? Pounds or kilograms? It's kg. Okay, 15 kg. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's kg. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, it's kg. And you know, a lot of people thought I wasn't going to um, keep it. And by God's grace, I'm keeping it. Now, it took a lot of, okay, I won't do this, I won't do this, I won't, in advance. In advance. And a lot of planning to help me keep that. Yeah. Thank you. Because if, you are just, if it's just wishful thinking, it's not going to happen, you know? So, um, you can answer yours. When has advanced decision-making paid off for you? Now, the next question is, what are some areas of life where you prefer quick gratification <laughs> rather than delayed gratification. So, everywhere. <laughs> Someone says everywhere. In your finances, in spending, this is you. Don't worry, you're not telling us, at least not mandatory that you tell us. Um, in what area? Just tick. Tick beside it. Is this finances? I like to spend now. Is it in your health? I like to eat now. Weight loss later. Is it my friendships? Is it my prayer? I want instant gratification. I don't want to close my eyes and let miracles start happening. I don't want to pay the price in, 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 in real you know, supplication before God. Is it in my worship? I don't want to spend some time and just worship God. I just want to get into the office while I'm walking and I'm worshiping under my breath. 
alone. If that's your only time of worship, that's not enough. You need time to worship God. I, it's in my career. You know, sometimes we are on the career path and we are so impatient, you know. I want the promotion yesterday. A man said to me, Pastor, I am worth better than this. This company, they don't know my worth. <laughs> and, well, well, that might be true. But the truth is about value is that your value, what we always find is level. You can't keep a good man down for too long. If you are so valuable, in a short time, or in the course of time, you begin to earn your value. So just hang in there. So many times, we, we are not patient with our careers. Could it be correcting others? You know? Um, we have people, maybe our, our colleagues, our friends, our spouses, your husband or your wife or your children. We are impatient. You, you want to correct them and break their neck now. Or it could be other things that are not listed here. You could write it. What are some areas? Now, does anybody want to share with us what areas <laughs> is not compulsory that you have preferred quick, instant gratification? Yes? Okay. Anybody else? Two people. Okay. Go on, Good evening, sir. Good evening. Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, mine is in prayer. Well, I like to pray, but it's a different dynamics. I want, after spending four hours praying, God, where's my receipt? No, that's my own. <laughs> uh, I really, it, sometimes he, um, he bothers me when... After putting in time, you, you don't see the result. And I remember speaking to you about two years ago when I told you about this, and you used the um, illustration of the mountain Everest about climbing, you know, but it's, it's something that bothers me a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I used to struggle with that a lot too. I remember praying and praying. I mean, God would say to me, there's some wilderness. I've shared the story before. I would just go there and pray. He said, take off your wristwatch. Give me a take a pen, I'll go there, I'll just lie on my face and pray and pray and pray and pray. And actually, I, 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 was, I was actually feeling really anointed. <laughs> then there was some guy that was dying and they came to call me that this guy was dying. Ah, I said, the time has come <laughs> for the power of God <laughs> to be released. <laughs> and I went there and I, I drove all of them out of the room like Jesus did. <laughs> and I prayed. The man to heaven. <laughs> the man died. <laughs> it was all very funny at the time. <laughs> because I almost backslid. I almost backslid. I said to God, hey, this is how you want to disgrace me. <laughs> So this is your plan. <laughs> I'm not following you again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and, uh, but God was merciful and guided me in the right path. And thank God many dead people have been risen from the dead. 
to his glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So there's no shortcut. You need to go through the grind. You need to put your nose to the grind and just grind it out. You know? But when the result starts coming, also, it, it takes a lot to stop it. Because, you know, it's, it's like a flow, it's like a dam that has been broken. You know? Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. Uh, we are drilling deeper now. We are going to look at our study text, which is Galatians 5. I want somebody to please read for us from the NIV. If you, if you have the NIV, oh, it's going to be on the screen. Okay, let's read together. Galatians 5, 16 to 26. Galatians 5, 16 to 26. Are you there? It's on the screen. Want to go. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh, they are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality... Impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, urges, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying one another. This is a very powerful passage of Scripture. And I want to encourage you to read the Scripture every day till next week. Just read it. Just read it over and over and over and over again. And we see from this Scripture, the first question of our study is, is this. Which of the qualities in verses 19 to 21 demonstrate instant gratification? Who wants to help us? Which of the qualities listed in verses 19 to 21 demonstrate instant gratification? Can you put up that scripture again? Thank you. Which of them? The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality. Does he? Yes. Okay. Is it? That's the first one. Okay. Who wants to answer the second one? Who? Did you raise your hand? Okay. Go ahead. I was going to say sexual immorality, but you said it already. Okay. And another one is selfish ambition. How does that um, demonstrate instant gratification? Say, for instance, I work somewhere and um, I have a 
superior who I look up to, but in my mind, I want his job. Hmm. I don't want to get trained. I don't want don't to want pay wait. the price to get there. <laughs> you know, so I'm wishing every day that if I this guy just fall down and die. So, so God forbid. <clears throat> you see, I keep saying the only person that needs to die for you to be promoted has died 2,000 years ago, and his name is Jesus. So your promotion is secure. Okay. Can you put up that scripture again? Thank you. Which of these qualities, okay, <clears throat> um, impurity and debauchery, obviously, that is, you want instant gratification, is what leads to a lot of impurity. Um, idolatry and witchcraft, obviously, because you want shortcuts. People that are into idolatry and witchcraft, they, God is too slow for them. You know, they, 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 they want sharp, sharp. You know, you go to the uh, oracle, the oracle with divine, you know, and, and all that stuff. Hatred, discourse, discord, and jealousy. Let's take those three. How do they demonstrate instant gratification? Who wants to help us? How does hatred, discord, and jealousy um, demonstrate instant gratification? It looks pretty obvious, but I don't want us to. As a hand in front, bring the mic. And welcome back, Ma. Thank you. <laughs> welcome Praise home. You. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hatred, discord, and jealousy. Those three are actually linked, and I think it starts from one and progresses to the last one. It starts from, say, jealousy. Um, maybe it could be something like a sibling rivalry, right. jealousy in the home, maybe right. a preference for one. Right. And then, of course, that leads to discord because right. when there's jealousy, there will not be accord. One right. person will not like the other. And at the end of it, it progresses until it becomes outright hatred. So basically what he's trying to do is, I want whatever it is they are rivaling. Maybe position in the family, I should be first. Why should the <laughs> other person be? And then, of course, instant that is instant gratification. gratification. Remember my meat story? Instant gratification. Why should I wait? Fits of rage. Um, okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, fits of rage is something we see every day. There are a lot of angry people. On the road, on even the as road. drivers, just um, five seconds is all you need to let the next car go in front of you. And fits of rage everywhere. Yeah. Even, I'm sorry to say, even in church as well. Yeah. You know, the fits of rage everywhere. Everywhere. Just five seconds is all you need. Or like you say, sir, what does it matter after 10 minutes compared to eternity? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. You want to. You, some people just want service to end so that you can go home and show calm down. Okay? Selfish ambition, dissensions, factions. I'm going to um, take those three together. 
Selfish ambition. That ties to what she already said already. Okay, so let's, let's move on. Envy ties to what um, Pastor Dana said already. So drunkenness and urges. How does that demonstrate instant gratification? How does that demonstrate instant gratification? Drunkenness and urges. It's obvious. In fact, everything, okay, there's a hand there. I think for some people, they would um, get drunk if they're having some issues that they don't want to face. Mm. So, um, instead of go to the bar, of, yes, I, and just, they just drink I just numb. Stupor. Same thing with orgies. <laughs> so, they don't want to face it. Mm. So, they, de- they, they delay the inevitable by gratifying themselves immediately. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, the scripture. Um, you notice that it's, it's, when it goes on to discuss, describe the works of the flesh, it, it didn't end the way the fruits of the Spirit ended. The fruit of the Spirit is finite. The works of the flesh, it, say, it ends with, and the like. In other words, and such like. You can take this list and add to it. People will argue, oh, this is not in the Bible. Oh, that, God says you can add to it, you know. <laughs> And the like, you know. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, next question. Why do the qualities in verses 22 to 25, 23 require a commitment to delay gratifications? What are the qualities in um, 22 to 23? That's the fruit of the Spirit. Is love. Joy. How, how does love require a commitment to delete gratification? Out of joy. I want someone that is married to help me with this. Yes, sir. <laughs> if you are not married, you are not qualified yet. This one requires... Uh... Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, all of these qualities require time to grow, right. to become strong, and to um, be revealed. Right. You can say you love someone. If someone is a single, he says he loves someone. Truth is, when the person he says he loves or the person he's the object and does something wrong, that can change. Well, in marriage, if you love someone, you know you have to stick it out. Whether the person gets angry with you, you just have to be patient with the person. Absolutely. You have to delay gratification. Uh, <coughs> Let's have someone that. Yeah. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Um, I look at it from the perspective of um, not, as it's called, delayed gratification, not getting the reward. For example, I'm loving someone, I'm showing kindness to someone, and I just don't get a, a positive response, and the person keeps ignoring me. You know, being difficult, be na- be and nasty. nasty. You know, and I have to keep showing love, showing In- kindness, incorrigible. Yes, you know. So. <laughs> right. Richard is he's not. He's, he's not. He's not you we are talking about. <laughs> For the record, it's not him. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Um, that, is, that is absolutely spot on. Uh, absolutely spot on. Okay, uh, okay, let's have that. Actually, the reason I wanted to share this was that right. I discovered that the word love is actually a verb. It's a doing word, especially when you look in the definition, I Original. think, in Corinthians. Mm. It talks about things you do. Yeah. And that the fruit of the things you do is the feeling that comes afterwards. Afterwards, yeah. So um, the relationship to delayed gratification is where you commit mm. to be nice, to be forgiving, to accept a lot of uh, injustice because you have made a decision mm. to do that. Mm. Absolutely. Um, thank you. Can you can you back up um, that scripture? Um, no. Um, back up. Yeah. Now, you notice this that in the original, the fruit is in the singular. The fruit of the spirit is not the fruits of the spirit. Is the fruit of the spirit, is is in the singular, and it's it's, um, it's some school of which I tend to agree with says that the fruit of the spirit is love. All these other things are contained in love. So I just remember when he said, "Is what you do then the result of what you do?" You know. So joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, good. Self-control are all embedded in love, and 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 and, and it's like you have um, an orange, and in that orange, when you cut it open, you have different um, what are those things called sections in the orange, and one is love, one is joy, one is peace, one is forbearance, one is you know, and all that stuff. So love pretty much covers everything, but um, we could look at peace. How does peace um, require a commitment to delay gratification? How does peace require a commitment to delayed gratification? Who wants to help us? How does peace? You know, this is forcing us to really think. Okay, how does peace? Let's try someone that has not spoken. If you've not spoken, let me see your hands up. Otherwise, we'll give it to the people that have been speaking. It's like the anointing is upon them this evening to answer all the questions. How does peace? Okay, ma. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, Pastor, it reminds me of something you said once. I'm sure you don't remember. Once you were preaching, you said, you said something about, do you want to be right or do you want to have peace? <laughs> yes, something I, like I, that. I probably because, would have said that. Yes, delayed gratification means I want to prove I'm right. Right. But instant gratification. Instant gratification, yes, means I, I, want, I want to, to prove, prove I'm right. right. Delayed yeah. gratification means, you know what? Okay. I'll, I'll quiz and I want peace. I want so peace. So that's what it is. I'll let it pass. The Lord. Yes. But I will make peace. And I won't keep peace. Okay. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> that's so true. Because sometimes when, 
When two people, I'm coming back to the married people again. When, they are, when there's an issue of, and they are arguing, sometimes when you step back, it has moved beyond the issue. It has now become, I want to, I want to show you I'm smarter. I want, to, I want to prove to you that you, you married an intelligent woman. I want to show you that I am your husband. I'm the head. So it now becomes, I want to be right. So if you want to be right, that's instant gratification. If you want peace, that's delayed gratification. Thank you, man. So we'll go straight to the next question. From your experience, when as living by the Spirit called for delayed gratification, think of a specific incident, incident when living by the Spirit calls for delayed gratification. Who wants to go? Okay, maybe we need some time to think. Okay, there's a hand. There. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, an instance where you really want to sleep and you have an impression in your heart to pray uh, or worship uh, or study. Uh, yeah. And you need to obey. Keep the question up now. So that's, I think that's an example of um, living. Absolutely. That's the classic example of where living by the Spirit calls for delayed gratification. You want to sleep and the Holy Spirit is saying to you, worship me. You want to sleep and the Holy Spirit is saying, pray for your pastor. I'm like, this guy should be praying for us. Let me sleep. Um, so that's, any other? Okay, there's a hand at the corner. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I would say, when marriage, for example, when you've just had a fight, okay. and the Holy Spirit demands that you show that person kindness, just immediately after, you know, and it's, it's really hard, really hard. It but is. It's something that you have to do. You just want your pound of flesh back. And the Holy Spirit says, kindness. That's hard. Yes. I'm going to use the example of um, single people. When they are born again and they are spirit-filled and they choose not to have sex and delay it until they get married. Even married people. You no, choose not to have sex with the wrong person. Oh, okay, yes, <laughs> Look, yeah, that's, thank you very much. Um, for, for those of us that are single, that is walking by the Spirit. You choose not to have sex. So you are, you are following God. When you don't, you are asking for trouble because a lot of things will follow. And like I say, being married is not going to, um, it's not the cure. How do I put it? It's not going to prevent temptation. A ring on your finger is not going to prevent temptation. So you still have to learn to delay 
gratification. Thank you. Okay. The hand here. Um, take. There are more questions. Praise God. Hallelujah. Moe actually said what I wanted to say, but okay. for people that work, sometimes you're tempted kind of to doctor the figures. Okay. Or to cut corners. And you decide to just stay by the word of God. Absolutely. 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 Um, so, people that work, you want to change the figure, <laughs> follow the Holy Spirit. That's what you want to say. Ah, everybody say the ones that the other person wants to say. Okay, so, next question. <clears throat> there was another hand. By that, you still want to speak. Okay. Good evening, church. Good evening. I want to give an example where it's not really, you, it, you just did something, not led by the spirit, but maybe because you're in church, because if we were at home, you would have done something differently, and at the end, it pays off. I was in church once, and I got a text on my phone that, why did you take this car? You're supposed to take this car. If that's the one you want, you better tell me now and take it. And if not that I was praying, <laughs> I wonder what I would have said or done because the, 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 the reaction I got was that, okay, yeah, that's the one I wanted. So, but I couldn't type it. I kept quiet. And the next thing, something said, I had, after the prayers, when I called, the only thing I could say was nice things. I didn't know where they were coming from. From the Holy Spirit. And <laughs> <laughs> so it was not planned, but if I was facing him, I didn't know what I would have said. If you were in the flesh. It would have, okay. So I, I don't know. My example is that I really did not know, but Jesus took charge. The Holy Amen. Spirit took charge. And, and at the end of it, he was apologizing. He was so sorry. Amen. And I was like, wow, where did this one come from? Amen. So... My prayer since then has been that the Holy Spirit should just help us. Amen. You see, which, uh, you, you don't, thank God you are able to be in the spiritual year in church, but <laughs> but the truth is that God wants you to go with church, quote unquote, His presence, you know, so that you will be in the Spirit all the time. Next question. What makes a disciplined life worthwhile? Just so people, what makes a disciplined life? One and two. Okay, so take. What makes a disciplined life worthwhile? Uh-huh. Thank you, sir. Um, this, I would use an example of what happened recently. So recently, my husband decided that we are all going to be having a day of night vigil, a month in the house, and we all rebelled. We were like, oh, goodness. <laughs> But then, <laughs> we did the, the, the last one we did, the same week, something happened at work, and we were just sure it was a result of the prayers that we had Amen. prayed. Some people, some frauds that uh, they had hacked into all the accounts, Amen. all of them, and it was just God that stopped it. Amen. 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 Don't rebel. You know, 
this life, eh? <laughs> God wants to save you from disaster. You think he wants to punish you. You think he just wants to stop you from sleeping. Meanwhile, he wants to rearrange your future. Some people have been planning for the day of the vigils. The one they are going to attend, the one they are not going to attend. Even right now. <laughs> God, we help all of us. Okay, second one. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say that um, a worthwhile life is an impactful life. It's a life that counts. There are, there are results that can stand as a testimony of your faith and also encourage people. That's all. Right. Praise the Lord. Did you understand what she said? I, I, I actually understood what she said because she works with me. But I'm sure most of you do understand what she said. <laughs> so can you give her the mic again? And let us say it again. Sorry, I was saying that um, it's an impactful life. It's a life that counts. There are results that can stand as a testimony of your faith. There are visible results if you have to call for it. Because you've been disciplined in something, you have results to show. So if anybody asks you, you can, you know, you can give your CV of the things that you have been disciplined in. Amen. Okay, praise God. Question number five. This Verse 25 says, we live by God's spirit. In what sense does living by the spirit depend on our cooperation through self-discipline? And I want you to give an example. You know, while you are thinking about it, I think the following verse says, keep in step with the spirit so that you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Keep in step with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is moving. He's saying, go in this direction. Go in that direction. God is saying, if you don't keep in step, you will be in the flesh. So, keep in step with the Spirit. So, in what ways, in what sense does living by the Spirit depend on, the corp- on our cooperation. You said it in different ways, but I want us to, I, I try to ask questions from different perspectives to reinforce understanding. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, um, there was a time we talked about um, doing as, as I hear, not as I feel. Okay, so there, there was a particular decision I was going to take. I'm the type that would just think about something and go ahead and do it. But this time, the Holy Spirit was telling me to calm down, you know. So I had to try to really calm down. And then he made lots of things so clear. If I had taken that step, it would have been disastrous. There were reasons. I, you know, everything was just opening up like that. So because I was able to cooperate and calm down, mm. then I was able to see beyond Amen. just the decision. Amen. Okay. Then, then we go to the um, final question in the study. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to use a um, personal example. That's okay. self-discipline and following God's spirit. Um, personally, God has been ministering to me concerning my altar as per spending more time, you know, with God. Because I like to, you know, rush and just do things quickly as per work, the kids, you know. But recently, God has been saying, this is your altar. You have to work on it more. So it takes me waking up early, praying more, you know, and just it's self-discipline. Yes, self-discipline, and it's not it's not so easy, but it's possible. Amen. Yes. Thank you for sharing. Um, we take that. Then we take the final question. Yes. Um, cooperation with a um, cooperation through self-discipline. Um, it says keeping step, step by step, you know, with the Holy Spirit. And I think to, um, I want to say for us to be very sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, we have to be prayerful. We have to spend time studying the word of God. And then we can keep in step with the Holy Spirit. But then to be prayerful, to be able to spend time studying God's word, then it takes a lot of cooperation. Absolutely. It takes a lot of self-discipline. Sometimes when I'm committed to, you know, reading through my Bible within a particular period of time, and I've not met my target for that day, sometimes I just have to deprive myself of some sleep because I, want to, I, I just want to reach my target that day. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Final question. In what sense, we are flipping it now, does our self-discipline ultimately depend on the Holy Spirit's work within us. You know, because it is, it, is, um, it is not a chicken and egg situation. Actually, one comes before the other. How does our self-discipline depend on the Holy Spirit's work within us? Anyone? In what sense, why we think about that question, in what sense does our self-discipline ultimately depend on the Holy Spirit's work within us. Who wants to go? Okay. Um, okay, there are a couple of hands. Okay, start with that. For a long time, I, I knew it was right to study the Bible, to pray, but for many years, I didn't do it until I ended up in church. And all of a sudden, the ability to even come, even come into church, oh. listening to the sermon, and oh. then going back and reading the Bible, and then even fasting, oh. all of these things were alien to me for quite a number of years until I actually got where God got hold of me. And I think that's... Uh, way in which discipline can is the result of God getting hold of you first and then making you aware that you need to take some steps. Amen. Okay, thank you. Uh, Good evening. Good evening. I have two things to say. I don't know if I'm going to take you back. What we're talking about, um, the fruit of the Spirit, love, okay. that love covers everything. Really, to me, God says that, above all, love yourself, love your neighbor as yourself. And what it means really is that the Ten Commandments of God 
you know, with that love that you have, you'll be able to carry the Ten Commandments through. And that covers every other vices that um, has been broken down. So for me, if um, you want to exhibit love, it's not only about emotional love and the rest of it. It's about general love, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself. So with that, you'll be able to, like, overcome a whole lot of things. And then coming to this, um, self-discipline, ultimately depending on the Holy Spirit's work within us. You have um, self-discipline, you have self-will, you have um, all the values you know about, but if you don't rely on God to helping you to executing it, you will still fall Absolutely. one way or the other. Absolutely. And um, giving an example of recent, you know, I just ask that, okay, I want to be praying every night. And I realized that I will not be able to do it by myself because I've always been trusting that I'll be able to do it by myself. But each night, I would ask because I would like maybe sleep around 10. I want to wake up at 12 o'clock and pray. And I'm asking, Holy Spirit, you know what? You just have to wake me up at 12. And I'm saying that by 12, I'm waking up. Amen. And for the past two nights that I didn't get to ask Holy Spirit to help me, I realized that I was waking up at, at 4.30. 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> With that, you know, for that two nights, I'm like, so why didn't I wake up? And then the Holy Spirit reminded me that you never asked me. But if you only ask me and trust that I will do it for you, then I'll do it for you. Amen. Awesome. 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 Okay. Um, okay. Let's take that. Then, quickly, we take just two. Praise the Lord. Yeah, hallelujah. Uh, for me, I think generally, overcomance of the entire fruit of the flesh, it's all self Fruit of the flesh. Uh, works of the flesh. The works of the flesh. Uh, absolutely. Fruit it's of all okay. uh, self-discipline for me. So, I think it all takes uh, the Holy Spirit being in you. That is there. You need an ultimate uh, dependence upon the Holy Spirit to overcome certain things. Uh, uh, things like urge, drunkenness. Your friends come around, they beg you guys to go bar, and uh, you want to really overcome things like that. You really need the Holy Spirit because there are things you're used to. And then since you found the Holy Spirit, it's not just going to go away so easily. So you, there are things you must have to overcome and think and remember that you need the help of the Holy Spirit. And once you're able to overcome it. I think you feel this joy within you and you are happy. Absolutely. And I think that, was the, that is the Holy Spirit working within you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. The joy, it's unspeakable. Um, hand there, hand there. Whoever gets there first should talk. Praise the Lord. Um, Hallelujah. Okay, right. Um, I think in its entirety, we, we need the Holy Spirit because um, as human beings, I think we're forgive my term, all walking time bombs, and we need the Holy Spirit to help us because even when we, we try to do things that are seemingly good, we're not able to achieve it because we're not perfect, and the Holy Spirit is what we need to go the extra mile. And I stumbled upon a biblical quote today that says that there's a way that seemed good unto a man, uh. but at the end of the day, it's still, you know, death. Uh. So... The Holy mm. Spirit is the factor that helps us. Amen. Yeah. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. Praise the Lord. Um, the book of John chapter 1 verse 12 says, For as many as received him to them, gave he the power to become children of God. Um, 
as many as believe in his name. Um, for me, it just means that for us to actually walk this walk, we need the power from on high to help us. Because the Bible says not by power, mm. not by might, but by my spirit. Mm. So like um, someone said, he knew to read the Bible, he knew to pray, you know, but it took him coming to church and the spirit empowering him before he started to practice these things, before he could, you know, really uh, uh, show some self-discipline. So we need that power from on high. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's clap for everybody. Been interesting. Verse 18 says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 25 says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. <laughs> I mean, so one shows us that with the Holy Spirit, we are free from the law. Another shows us that we are responsible, in a sense, to keep step with the Holy Spirit. It says, they that belong to Christ have crucified the flesh and its passions. But the Holy Spirit, ultimately, that helps us crucify the flesh, that helps us work with him. And makes our lives disciplined and lives of character. So, commits the final section. Think of what of that area in which you feel the most need for discipline. Think. What would it mean for you to say, "I will do what it takes in this area"? What will, what does that what would that mean? Think, refer back to the list, the list that we worked with, prayer, finances, health, worship, corrections of others, friendship, career, and others. What, in, in, in what area do you feel the most need for discipline? And then the question is, what will it mean for you to say, I will do what it takes in this area? I won't ask you to share that but it's your takeaway with God. Second thing in the comment section is make some advanced decisions through which you will begin to delay gratification and exercise discipline in a specific area of your life. You can refer to the list again. Make a, some advanced decisions I will not eat the meat from the king's kitchen. I will not defile myself. Advanced decision. Make the advanced decision. If, if you were here when we did the Pure Set series, we talked about anti-seduction strategies. Can you remember? Okay. Anyway, we are going to do another sex series very soon. Anti-seduction strategies. It's, it's, it is a, it's, it's an advanced decision you are making. This is my strategy. You know why? Because the devil has a strategy for you. So you must have a strategy for yourself to overcome. 
Because he that has no plan will always succumb to he that has a plan. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. So, today, finally, we have heard the word. We've shared the word. We've heard the word. We have committed to act on it. Those two commit questions. So the question is, how will you pass it on? Three people, help me. How will I pass this on? I have heard it. I've committed to act on it. I'm going to leave this place acting on this word. How do I pass it on? Because we said in our work with God, for us to grow spiritually, we have to hear the word. We have to act on it and pass it on. So how are you going to pass it on? Who wants to go? How are you going to pass this word on? Yes, sir. How are you going to pass it on? Anybody else? Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think it's by making sure I make other people see reasons why I really don't want to do those things they know me for before. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, and also encourage them to know that it is because of the Spirit of God in me that I had been able to overcome this and I want them to feel the same and seize from it as well. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. The things I used to do. Places I used to go. The skirts I used to wear. Mini. There's a great chase. <laughs> this guy, don't be lazy, man. Find the key. Great <laughs> change since I'm born again. The great change since I'm born again. The great change since I'm born again. There's a great change since I'm born again. The movies I used to watch, oh no. The drinks I used to drink, anything. <laughs> the places I used to go, club. There's a great change since I'm morning. Okay, thank you for that. Anybody else? Before we wrap up, how are you going to pass this on? Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, for me, I will summarize the message. Okay. And I'll broadcast. <laughs> broadcast, man. Share with the people. WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Twitter. Twitter. BBM. Okay, fantastic. That's a good word. One more person. How you pass it on? Choir. One more. No one of you should talk. You have been talking since. <laughs> How you to pass it on? Oh, yeah. Who wants to go? Are you going to pass it on? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, I've heard the word. I've decided to... I've made some decisions to act on and it, yeah. to act on it and to press it on. I'd buy some CD, right? And give to friends and, and give to friends. Okay, fine. Buy a couple. I buy a T-shirt while you're at it. <laughs> you notice that we are all wearing this T-shirt. Okay, you can get yours also. Don't be jealous. It's at the back. <laughs> but we just want to. So 
I don't know whose idea. Someone just got this idea. It's a good idea. So we make t-shirts. So you can buy and have a t-shirt. Okay? Have a GFH t-shirt. Whereas we'll be making GFH cars, cars, real cars, that you, have, you buy. <laughs> I'm joking. Let's run our heads. As our as our heads. And let's just say to the Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the grace to be disciplined. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. We've heard your word. We've committed to act on it. And we will pass it on. We will pass it on, Lord. I, I don't know if you are here. You, you don't know Jesus. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. Or you used to be with God and you're backslidden. You're not with God anymore. I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. You don't need to come forward. But I, I, I want to pray with you the privacy of your seat. I say, Pastor, I need to commit my life to Christ afresh. I come to church, but my life is not with Christ. Wherever you are seated, that is me. Put up your hand now. And I'll pray with you. God bless you. If I put up your hand, put up your hand well, well. Not on your head, over your head. Over your head. God bless you. If I put up that hand. If you're online, the instructions are scrolling. And you can follow the instructions. The rest of us, let's just talk to God. Let's say to the, to the Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me to, to align myself with your spirit. Help me to be in step with the Holy Spirit. That I will not walk in the flesh. That I will walk in the spirit. That I will not walk in the flesh. That I will not that I will walk in the spirit. And your name will be glorified. Father, we thank you. Honor and glory we give unto you. Jesus mighty name we are praying Amen Praise the name of Thank you for listening to this I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends God bless you